0: Talk Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to The Empress of Biz. This is Joanne Forrester and I am delighted to be here with you this day. And this is a broadcast just me talking to you about some of the things that I know that you don't think of and you don't think you have to worry about. And in this case, uh, when you, what you don't know will definitely hurt you. That old saying, ignorance is bliss? No, it is not, especially when you own your own business. So I'm thinking about some of the uh, mistakes I have made or dealing with some of the results of uh, mistakes that clients have made. And also in my 30 years of teaching people uh, how to start and run your own business, these are the items that... While they are quote unquote little things, these are the items that could actually sink your chip, your ship, so to speak, uh, or or at least cost you a lot of money uh, and get you into a lot of trouble. And I've got to admit that um, I have made some of these mistakes. Um, I sometimes have just said, "Oh, my accountant will do that," or my partner will do that, or I don't like to do that, but I'm sure that's not important, or I don't know anything about that. So what I'm saying is this isn't from a high and lofty position. This is from um, actual experience, not not only of myself, but some of my clients who we've had to work with and get them out of trouble. So let's start. The IRS, as soon as you hear that word, it brings up all kinds of... uh, Mostly you want to stick out your your tongue and go, bah, or something (laughs) similar that I can't do on the phone or on the air. But there is a number of things that if you don't know about the IRS and its regulations, definitely will hurt your business. One of the things I want to talk to you first about is the uh, 1099s. A lot of people like to use 1099s where you Uh, pay people as if they are an independent contractor. An independent contractor is someone who provides services to your business while they are not an employee. And it can be quite legitimate, or it can be a way that often people have used to um, not get involved in paying employee taxes. The wrong way. And if employees are actually, it can be very costly. So I have one client, which over will my nameless at this point, who is still paying that thousands and thousands of dollars for employees that he, well, under 1099 and when the government came in and did a product, is it in your industry? No, it is not. Um, well, by the time the the fines added up, the penalties added up, he uh, was well into debt, into um, under almost a hundred thousand dollars. So this is not something to play with. You need to know what a ten ninety nine is. What qualifies as a ten ninety nine employee, and you need to follow that. You can talk to your accountant about that. You can talk to a payroll uh, company about that. Or you can also, you know, query the IRS and uh, get some straight advice. And there are great publications. I was surprised when I was on the website preparing for this um, talk today that the IRS.gov, IRS.gov has a number of publications uh, that you can take a look at. And eh, there's still a lot of jargon. But if you take some time and at least you know where it is, uh, you can print out that publication and then say, I'm not sure what this means, but you, then you can go and seek help, including calling the IRS or your accountant. Your accountant isn't someone that you just visit once a year and throw a bunch of piles and receive that your accountant should be a resource. Uh, she should be able to sit down with you a couple times a year and help you resolve questions. These questions um, may save you thousands of dollars of um, time, effort, and money. So um, get to know the IRS.gov spot. Uh, if you are paying 1099s and That person, if all they're working for is you, then they're not a 1099 person. They are an employee. You can't do that. They have to have other means of income with other organizations. Don't play around with this one. It's not pleasant when the IRS, and they will find you, get you. So IRS 1099 up in the search bar in the right-hand corner. You can put the number 1099 in and a whole uh, list of publications come up. And this is one time that ignorance of the law will not get you out of penalties, fines, and the grief of dealing with the IRS. Okay, anything that is revolving around taxes, you need to know at least where to start with the the source. And the IRS govs aren't bad, and they do do um, consultations. Now, the one thing you need to be careful of, and I, um, well, there's a couple things, but one thing, even the advice that the IRS gives you, the person on the phone, the IRS will not absolutely hold say that is true. They won't back themselves up. So you need to be able to quote law. You need to be able to talk to your accountant. And I always get the name of the person uh, that I'm dealing with and the situation and the time, and I record that answer. And if you do get a call from the IRS, this is a warning, the IRS does not call you saying you owe thousands of dollars and they are about to take your house away please that is a current scam going around scaring a lot of people and that is not the way the IRS works they have due process of law they must inform you by writing there's a whole procedure there so another mistake that you can make that can be costly especially uh, if you've never had IRS problems would be someone you thinking that you have a uh, you owe a big debt and they're coming to get you and they prey prey on the elderly and i 'm sure plenty of us have elderly parents or or relatives or friends that um, these um, telephone solicitors are going after and trying to scare so that's just a separate warning. And also uh, to use for yourself, IRS never calls and threatens to take things away as the first motive. Now, the second thing I wanted to talk to you about is credit scores. Yes, they do matter. Your credit score for your business, your credit score for your personal business, you. You are a business of one when you're taking care of yourself as your own household, but also your business. That credit score, and there are three major companies, but there are also a number other of companies out there. So that when you're dealing with the bank, one of the things that you do have to do, ask them what credit score company does this bank use? Because of the three major credit scores, you will have different credit scores from each one. And they may be similar. One may be a uh, very low because someone has reported a lot of information and they may be correct, it may be not, but you really need to know what your credit score is for your business or not. The three major credit score companies, are all of them are required to give you a free credit report, and that is something that you want to monitor. Now, when you get those free credit reports, you do want to make sure that um, you are following up on that, that the information is correct, and it is confusing to read, uh, so that you need to spend some time. And if you're unsure, you pick up that phone and you call Equifax. You call them and say, what does this mean? I don't understand and you need to make them defend themselves. And if there is a problem, there is erroneous reporting on that, you need to deal with that. And I'm going to try to get someone on back again that talks and who does deal with that a great deal. I know that um, one of the things I like about one of my um, credit card companies is that they give me the credit, sc- my credit score, combined credit score, every month, and that's been um, very helpful as I watch my credit score. So, your credit score matters not only uh, in your personal life; it matters in your business. And the banker who says we don't. <laughs> We don't use your credit score, we weigh other matters. I can guarantee you from having raised millions of dollars and dealing with them on a one on one, that credit score is used as a guide and you had better be able to explain the problems. So uh or you are at the door. I don't you know, so uh your credit score does matter and also uh, matters in your rate that you receive from credit card companies. It also matters in your job searches. It also matters in your the insurance you pay. This credit score go, governs a lot more in your life than you, you know about, and we should be much more vigilant in watching the credit score companies and be very vigilant about watching our own. Now, while we're talking about... Um, Oh, and you can go to free. Just put in free credit score report up and you know, use Google or one of your search words free credit report, and that should come up. Again, watch. those people who are going to try to sell it to you. It may be worth you to get that to watch each month, but um, get it and know what you're doing. All right, the next thing I want to talk to you about, point number three. This is something that, you know, I didn't pay too much attention to, but banks use it, um, credit card companies use it. It's the NACIS codes. The NACIS codes, North American um, CIS codes. Each business has one. It's a way of categorizing your business so that it is... um, they know what you're doing. They know the uh, reports. They know the tendencies and trends in the industry. And it is used across the board. You need And it's free, meaning that you don't have to pay to get one. You just have to need to go in, find out this correct uh, category. And uh, if you're a manufacturer, if you're a consultant, if you are a plumber, if you're an HVAC company, you all have a credit score whatever your type of business, is, not credit score, N-A-C-I-S score, uh, And that's important for you to know so that um, you have that. I mean, every time you don't know something, when you are going somewhere and you're representing your company, it doesn't look good. You don't bluff if you don't know. You say, well, wait a minute, I'm going to have to call back the office. I don't um, have that right on me. But yes, we will have that on file, whatever it is. But um, first of all, don't lie and give a fake number because that's quite obvious. But you, just, you need to know these kinds of things so that when you're dealing with people like bankers, like uh, investors, whatever it is, you need to show that you have done the research that pertains to your business. And the other good thing about these, these uh, codes is since there's so much research done on each type of business, it will give you an overview of that industry and what to expect and what trends are happening in that industry. And that's good for your, for your knowledge and also for your predict, predictions of what's going to happen, not only in your business, but what's happening in the overall market. Use those things. Surprisingly, you will find some real gold nuggets there. So that's the third thing. Uh, here's something. Again, we're going back to the IRS, but we're, there are filing dates for taxes. And that's something that you should know. With, uh, quarterly uh, payments, when they are due, uh, if you have a payroll that is high enough, you will be making, well, some people make weekly pay uh, payments or Monthly, you need to know these type of things so that um, you're not unwittingly uh, not filing the correct paperwork during the year, and you may get away from that and that and that's something we've we've made mistakes in the past, but then there's a penalty at the end of the year because you haven't filed at a proper time. so you need to know those things and need to know if your business qualifies for uh, timely reports. And, again, irs.gov or sit down with your accountant. And your accountant needs to be one that will talk to you and explain to you what is going on. That's very important. I don't like a consultant, an accountant, an architect, or anybody who is a professional who won't take the time to explain to you why you have to do what you do, what are the requirements. Uh, One good way to deal with this um, filing stuff is if you are paying uh, people with your own, if you're doing your own payroll, you may want to consider having a payroll company. I'm not advocating any payroll company, but the payroll company is one, job is to make sure your taxes are filed in a timely and appropriate manner. Two is to make sure that any new changes that are coming up in tax call uh, codes, they are going to know about it because that's their business. And having your payroll on with a payroll company often eliminates a lot of problems. If you have 10, 20, 30 employees, you're spending a lot of time doing payroll. You really want to consider having a payroll company making sure that you understand what your obligation is, making sure that you have um, uh, the correct procedures in line so that you can avoid the IRS and the penalties. And once the penalties start coming, it is no fun. I have had people start out with a tax bill, oh, less, under $10,000, and by the time they were finished, we were looking at $50,000 because they had ignored, they had played games, they hadn't made um, a settlement, they hadn't kept to the agreement. So the IRS, whether you like it or not, is not going to go away. You need to deal with them. On the other hand, the IRS gives you a lot of tax breaks if you are a business and can reduce your tax load a great deal, your personal tax load and your business, depending on how you file. So it's really important for you to be aware of all of these things that are, that um, make a financial difference in your business. Remember, irs.gov, and you can take uh, seminars and webinars. Um, I do like what is happening on the Internet. You know, when we started our business 30-plus years ago, this stuff was not available. So the information is out there. And being information ignorant is no excuse. There are penalties that you will pay, and ignorance of the law, believe me, is very costly. We talked also about, um, I wanted to talk also about insurance policies. Uh, this is one where I have gotten hurt very badly. It cost me a lot of money. You need to know what you're covered for. If you can't afford loss then you that means that you had better spend the money to find out what what you need uh what is covered you need to make sure that the insurance agent goes over with you point by point what is covered and not you know fine if it's a, you know a zombie attack that's fine but is uh if a flood occurs in your area are you you covered if you don't have flood insurance and you're in a flood flow area, guess what? you're not covered. There's things that you must understand about your your insurance policy, your liability all your all the type of things depending on your business and just being trusting your agent, I did that, and um <sighs> the size it cost me fifty thousand dollars. Because we, oh, more than that, um, we thought we had a fire. We thought we were covered. We were not. Uh, the agent that I had and the the uh, person who was managing my property, they didn't do their, di- no one did their due diligence. And um, I kept on having a nagging doubt. And this is something that goes into, if you have that intuition, that nagging doubt that something's wrong with a particular thing, it is. I kept on having the nagging doubt that something was wrong with my insurance policy. We were building a building, and I kept on saying to the person who was managing the property, have you raised the insurance? Have you made sure that you have covered this, that we are covered for construction insurance. Oh, yeah, 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 we're fine. No, we were not. So follow that nagging doubt. Make sure that you, if you don't feel right, get an independent Mm -hmm. consultation. The few dollars that you spend or get to another insurance agent and then if they tell you it's wrong, Make them explain it. I'm telling you this one is a very costly, and by the way, it is very difficult to install to sue insurance companies for negligence, which I found out that was painful too very, very painful. So know what's in your insurance policy and make sure that you have um you are vigilant about this. We have, um, we're almost out of time, so I have a whole bunch of things. Okay, I'm going to skip down to zoning. Again, and if, do you know what zone your business is in? Do you know if you are home-based, you're allowed to have a home-based business? if you are a looking to buy a business and you are going to change uh, the type of, um, or you're going to do additions uh, to the business, that zoning may be a real big surprise to you. They may have been grandfathered in and with the new purchase, the grandfather clause may go away. The real estate agent... Again, I don't particularly trust them. I've had wrong answers. So I always go to the zoning department of that particular borough, that particular city and I find out what's going on. May seem like I'm being a little too cautious, but I'll tell you this. If you've started a restaurant, you're going to, you know, you're, you've got your new restaurant and stuff like that and all of a sudden you are getting ready to open your doors and someone has said, "Oh no, you can't!" Or you've, you know, you've put in a beauty shop into your home, and you have a home business. And someone files a complaint, and you file that you can't. That file that you can't. That is very expensive. It may you may not be able to open the restaurant. You may not. You may have to take that beauty shop out of your house. You may have to tear that garage down, or you can't use it for other than your personal use. And neighbors do complain. And we had that happen one time where I had a very large house in a a very nice neighborhood and I was running my business and a consulting group and I had people in and out of the house and one of my neighbors complained and um, I actually had the police show up at my door uh, under the complaint. Now, first of all, I had, before I had purchased it, uh, and a wise banker who, who was a good friend of mine says always, always check the, the um, zoning. I had the zoning right in my hand. I had bought the zoning book. And so when the police showed up at the door, it was a small borough. So, you know, small boroughs don't have much to do often, so they look for things to do. And uh, we. Uh, I said, wait a minute, we are zoned this way. I have the zoning and not only that, um, you know, I want to, so there is no problems and I'll be glad to have my lawyer contact your borough manager uh, and uh, who's your borough manager, which I knew, but I wanted to see how they responded to me and we will have a talk. That stopped it immediately. But if I hadn't had that information, I could have lost nights of sleep, days of worry, and they could have bullied me. So you have to have the information that what you're doing, where you're going, where you're spending your money and your time. Know your zoning code. And if they're proposing changes, big changes in your your, your local borough or city, stay on top of that. You don't know what's going to happen. Stay on top of that. Okay, we have, I uh, want before we, and I can see we're going to have to do part two of this, Uh, because we have so much that I was seeing um, that could um, impact you. Talking about real estate, I love and hate real estate agents. And uh, whoever's listening, the reason why I love you is you've helped me find deals. A good real estate agent who is thorough and really knows her stuff or his stuff and backs it up and works with you is great. One that is sloppy will lead you to real estate help. That's what I'm going to say. When you are dealing with a commercial real estate agent and you are trying to, and you are tr- being given a lease, that lease may be something that you're not understanding. You may be paying a great deal more for that lease than you expect because you may be into what is called a triple net lease where you are paying for repairs, taxes. And any other clause they can think of, and they may be taking a percentage of your business now, generally, this is done you know in malls and that, but in those little strip malls and'- we're talk- uh that also can occur, and you never know what what clause someone has thrown thrown into it so when you get a lease, you go through that point by point if you don't understand any of that, go to a lawyer. Yeah, you'll spend a couple hundred bucks, but that couple hundred may save you ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. Also, when you if they tell you, oh yes, this is zoned uh, appropriately for the use you are going to use. You're turning this into a restaurant. No, we just had one that just happened at the, on a loan board that I. I meant that we ran into problems with the um, health department. Oh, well, this had been used this way before. Uh-uh. It had grandfathered in, and with the new owners, all of a sudden, um, my owner found out that they had to pay a lot more money for improvements to come up to code. And that meant we had to go back and borrow more money, which... Is uh, created a problem. And um, they had signed the lease before I met them. Never, 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 never sign a lease before you've had it looked over, before you know your financing is in place, because you're liable. Now, in this case, you know, we've got some leverage that. Uh, they were saying, oh, this is okay, and we may be able to break the lease, although they like the location, so we're still struggling with whether to get the money or not. But it's very important not to be naive and believe that what everybody says in a real estate transaction is true. Protect yourself. No more by knowing the codes, the zoning, do your own research and be prepared for changes. This has um, this our half hour has gone very quickly and we have oh we have a bunch of stuff that you really need to know. The ignorance is not bliss type of thing that will cost you money. So much money sometimes like, you know, if you owe a hundred thousand dollars in back taxes. Will you just be able to stay in business? A lot of people wouldn't. So these are the type of things that I invite you to learn about, be in control of your business, or you are thinking of starting a business. This is not to scare you. This is to have you have the knowledge you need so that when you are in business, you are a success and all the hard work and dreams uh, that you put into getting to the place you want to be, opening your business and being a success. Days of success. And if you are in business, there's some things here that I suspect you have been neglecting. Find out. And sit down with your accountant. Sit down with your insurance agent. Sit down with someone who is knowledgeable, a business consultant. Go through these things and make sure that you are taking care of business. Remember, ignorance is not bliss. And we're going to do another special session on this. Uh, SI Business Associates is my company. We have been helping and guiding people to success since 1975. So you do the math. It's a family-owned company. Uh, we, have been, uh, we have owned businesses. One of the companies has been in business for over 100 years. So we've been there, done that, made those mistakes, and uh, we're still here, folks. If you would like advice, especially on how to finance your business, a business plan, or how to price your products or service so that you are making money but you're not driven out of the market by too high pricing, give us a call. Joanne Forrester, the Empress of Biz, you give us a call at 412-440-6969. That 412 four four zero six nine six nine. 6969 Also, The Empress of Biz on Facebook. Please take a look at our posts. We will put some of these uh, uh, notices on. We're going to do another show on this because as I think about this and I think about the companies, including ourselves, that have gotten in trouble, a lot of these little things, quote, unquote, are really big things that can make a difference between your dream coming true or your dream of owning a business being a nightmare. Again, theempressofbiz.com. Empressofbiz.com. Go to our website also, 412-440-6969 or empressofbiz at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Make it a successful and profitable day. Thank you.